So good morning or afternoon, wherever you are. I'm Rick Woodham with Taggett, and welcome to our inaugural installment of Digital Game Changer Series. For those of you, this is your first time to join us. Uh, Taggett continues to see a lot of change and innovation, uh, especially happening in, around how banks are using digital technologies uh, to really strengthen and deepen their relationships with customers. That Taggett working with banks to find these opportunities to exceed their expectations is really something we strive for on a daily basis. In today's session, we are joined by Miles Bertrand, Managing Director of APEC for Mambu. Mambu is a really interesting company. They specialize in modernizing a bank's core system, but really focusing on digital first journeys. So thanks, Miles, for joining us today. Thanks, Rick. Great to be here. So uh, let's get started. Got a few questions for you. So I hope you're ready for today. Shoot it far away. So, uh, so I wanted, you know, the, the big question everybody asks uh, these days is how do they think COVID has affected uh, banks and especially in the region that you manage today. So have you actually seen an accelerated adoption of digital technologies, uh, even around uh, sort of cloud-based digital technologies? Yeah, it's been really interesting, actually. We see it, it impacting the industry as a whole. Um, we're seeing uh, sort of established banks that may have been going on a digital transformation journey, but they were thinking about doing it in two, three, four years. They've had to accelerate that because people, you know, they've lost their sort of their physical touch point. They need to get more digitized to provide more services. So we've seen a lot of those digital projects get sped up internally in established banks. But what we've found incredibly interesting, particularly through Asia Pacific and a lot of markets which are very underbanked. So, you know, you've got big portions of the population who don't have access to digital banking at all. We've seen a massive acceleration in those banks. And then we've seen a massive um, um, new organizations coming into the market. So you've seen a lot of digital licenses being released in places like Singapore, Malaysia, Vietnam, Philippines. And we're seeing organizations that have very big existing customer bases really driving digital banking and digital adoption. Um, and, and that's been incredibly exciting for us at Mambu because we are a digital first cloud native platform. So that's a real sweet spot for us. Yeah. And, and, and I guess the other thing as well is our ability to sort of execute and deploy our platform very, very quickly in the cloud means that these organizations can actually get up and running in, in, in three to six months yeah. rather than taking sort of the two years it does to, to, to really do that. And I think the other interesting thing we've seen as well is how the regulators have responded to, to COVID as well. I mean, I think uh, they've, they've challenged a lot of the existing banks to, to, to deal with it as best they can, but they're now saying, you now need to invest in your technology. You now need to be more digitized. So heaven forbid something like this happens again, you're ready to respond faster. Yep. So you've seen all sorts of levers occurring in the industry, which is really interesting. So, you know, uh, having spent a lot of my career in the core banking and branch channel space, uh, quickly is not a term we've ever used with core banking implementations. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, yeah. but, I, but I'll tell you, you know, it's interesting because even established banks uh, who have some measure of established digital uh, have found themselves even behind the eight ball because what they've deployed from an ecosystem perspective and even what they deployed in the early days of digital just simply wasn't up to scale to, to handle the demands that, that consumers were putting on the banks, right? So uh, I, I can absolutely see uh, an acceleration in the digital space, both for companies like Mambu and companies like Taggett on the sort of the front end side of that. So uh, out of in the Asia Pacific region uh, that you manage today, and I know Mambu has a, a, a global footprint today, 
Uh, what regions or what countries in APAC would you think are probably the most progressive in moving uh, sort of their banking IT systems to a modern type of platform? And, and in that case, it could be modern software like uh, Mambu or uh, even moving to the cloud. Mm. It's again, it's quite interesting. So you've seen really mature markets like Australia and New Zealand are actually being a little bit slow. Where we're seeing rapid acceleration is in the developing markets that I talked mm -hmm. about. We're really they're trying to drive financial inclusion. So we're seeing really, really rapid pace in markets like Vietnam, Indonesia, uh, the Philippines. We're seeing a lot of activity. Malaysia as well. Um, yeah. So that, so again, sort of as I said earlier. A lot of organizations are now getting licenses or are playing in that non-bank lending space. So they've become very active in the buy now, pay later. So you're seeing a lot of organizations. And, and so we're seeing massive adoption, acceleration, and then the sheer size of the population in some of those markets. You know, in Indonesia and, and the Philippines, you're talking millions of people that all of a sudden um, now have are really trying to drive and, and get access to, to financial services through digital channels. So we're seeing some of the new digital banks, uh, you know, they've got they've got 1.8 million customers in six months coming yeah. on their platform. So I think we're seeing really, really exciting moves in those markets. But we are also seeing even in markets like Australia and Japan, which are typically a little bit slower and more traditional, we're still seeing a lot of activity down there as well. Um, a lot of core modernization. <clears throat> and it's interesting what you said before, I mean, um, Taggart and, and your capability is fantastic, and we see you being deployed in a lot of scenarios. But we, we have this term which they call put lipstick on the pig. So they <laughs> tend to deploy a lot of front-end services, and they go, hey, we're now digitized. But actually, unless you've got a modern core sitting behind that, which can allow you to deploy a new product very, very quickly, all you've done is basically put this nice fancy digital layer on top of the same problem. Um, and and, that, and that's where we're seeing. So I think now even the more traditional banks in more traditional markets are realizing they can't take six to eight months to deploy a new product now. They need the ability to do that in, you know, in weeks as opposed to months. And that's yeah. where someone like us can really start to help them. And we're, we're starting to really see that in the space now. So, so I've used the expression lipstick on a pig on, on a handful of occasions, right? Uh, because we still see banks today who, who come to us and say, I really need to do something on digital, but by the way, my core banking system doesn't have really an integration capability, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and you talk about being between a rock and a hard place. But, but I'll tell you, uh, the comments you've made about some of the emerging countries, I think the regulators are really doing the best they can to now sort of promote uh, environments that allow banks to sort of let them react a bit, because the truth is that, that these underbank, non-bank segments, digital is about the only way to reach them. Yeah, uh, I mean, the banks just aren't going to go put up a, a branch in the middle of a rice field, right? Um, so uh, so I think that the regulators are also playing a bit of a, an influential role uh, in enabling. I, I'd, I'd agree. I'd agree. The, the way we've seen the regulators, um, you know, positioning on cloud and, and, and public cloud over the past three years, the needle has completely swung yeah. to the point where actually we're, we have a number of regulators that we actually engage with directly, and it's because they want to learn. They actually want to talk to organizations like Mambu who are purely cloud native because we don't do on-prem installations. Nope. We don't do private cloud. We only deploy in public cloud. They're really trying to understand and make sure that they're comfortable and understand what the trends are. And so, you know, we're seeing them as being advocates as well. 
which is a complete change of their whole approach to this. If you spoke to them three or four years ago, they were sort of very much against it. Say, yes, we might get there one day. But again, I think it's been accelerated and they're becoming big advocates for this yep. journey as well. So what are the, some of the challenges you see these banks facing uh, when they're taking this journey with you? Uh, I, I say this a lot, Rick, as well. It's actually not about the technology at all. Uh, you know, organisations like Tag and Amambu, we're proven, you know, we've got hundreds of deployments around the globe, 65 countries in our, in our case. I believe it's culture. A lot of these organisations... If you actually want to adopt this, you've got you've got to start thinking about thinking about banking differently, and you've got to think about how you serve your customers differently. So, the biggest challenge we find these days is actually the cultural mindset and the shift that needs to occur that the organisation needs to think differently. And I think that's where the digital banks are doing very very well because they're already coming in with that mindset, whereas traditional banks are having to completely shift the way you know these massive monolithic systems and cans of spaghetti that they've built up over sort of 25 or 30 years trying to unpick that and decouple it um you know we quite often we see you know a lot of digital banks that get launched on legacy technology really struggle to get traction in the marketplace yeah so that for me so for me that's i think is the number one challenge I, we I see definitely relate to that. yeah so i'll tell you 20 years ago i held a director of internet services job for a telco where we were building out an ISP network. And I remember standing in a, a, a trade show in a, a big meeting room with two or 300 people saying, you know, my job in this company, if my job still exists in two or three years, we've missed the boat. Mm -hmm. And people always ask me what I meant by that. And what I meant was if digital doesn't become the very fabric of what you're doing, then you've just missed the boat. And that's that culture, that mindset change, right? Uh, that really has to occur because otherwise it really is just layering some technology on more technology and sort of hoping for the best, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's all you're ever going to get if that's all you do. So absolutely concur with that. So what do you think some of the, uh, this is always the million dollar question. I love asking this, right? So what do you think some of the trends are that'll be a bit game changing for the banking industry? Look, I think um, you're starting to see a lot of them now, which is sort of automation, AI. I mean, I still think blockchain will get there and be, be, will become a fundamental part of, of, of banking and financial services in the future. There's a, a, a sort of a long way to go. I think the, the key trend, though, for me is speed. I mean, consumers and, and, and customers have a different expectation on how services and products and capabilities deliver to them now um mm. someone i know came out with a great term it's you know it, it's banking at the speed of life so yeah. fundamentally people live their lives at a particular pace now and they expect whether it be telcos or whether it be insurance or whether it be banking that that can meet the speed of how you know, some people want to move really fast some people want to do things slowly but we as an industry need to be able to move at that speed to support what consumers are looking. They, they just have a completely gone to the days of bricks and mortar and physical locations. They want to be able to do everything on their device. They want access to information and data incredibly quickly. They want to be able to apply for a loan in seven clicks. They mm. want to be able to move money in real time between their own accounts and then between other people. So you're starting to really see those sort of real-time payment platforms, um, countrywide, um, region-wide, now really starting to come into play. So for me, the key trend, and I think for us as, as service providers to this industry, Target and Mambo, is that we need to ensure that we're, we're giving our customers, banks, 
and then then turn their end customers the ability to match that speed and expectation that consumers now have. So we have a, a similar expression we use on the on the target side, which is, you know, when you're looking at an app or you're looking at features or whatever, the truth is you've got to meet people where they live mm-hmm. because that's exactly where people are these days, right? And, you know, even with the pandemic uh, that has really, really forced a lot of people to learn some things about themselves when it comes to being able to work out of the office and still be productive and, you know, how do you manage the dogs and the kids and all this, right? So being able to meet these people where they live with the banking products and services they need really has to be the way it is. And and you're absolutely spot on that that has to be done at the speed at which they're living their life, right? Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's a, a very strong statement uh, in terms of banks really understanding the target people they're going after, the segments, and understanding what how these people live their lives, right? Yeah, 100%. So my last question for you, uh, Miles, is uh, a bit tricky, right? So, you know, banks are in a bit of a a challenging situation these days, especially with the fintech. So we started this conversation talking a little bit about some of the new banking licenses uh, that have been issued by some of the countries for digital banks. And uh, a lot of those will be driven by what what the industry would term as a fintech, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so, So one of the things we see are traditional banks are looking at partnerships and relationships with fintechs, but what what do you think uh, is required for a bank to sort of get some of that fintech magic, right? How, how do they get their customers to stop looking at them as a traditional brick and mortar uh, kind of entity and look at them more as a fintech kind of entity? I think um, there's a couple, we, we, we've seen lots of different examples of how traditional banks are tackling this. I think you're right, they're partnering um, we see a lot of them launching brand new brands into the market. So it's fundamentally the same old bank, but they basically have put a new skin on themselves and try and have come out with, you know, sort of a very slick fintech style approach to that. So I think you've seen all different, lots of different ways. <clears throat> I think the biggest challenge for banks, though, is exactly what I said before, that they do need to actually um, really think about... Uh, sorry, one second, let me just kill this. Um, I hate it when pop-ups appear on your, on your <laughs> technology um, is um, I think you know the, the challenge they have again is that they need to think differently and I think the best way that we've seen that occur is they are partnering with fintechs and, and through osmosis they're trying to bring that mindset into the organisation and really think about doing things differently we've seen a couple of really interesting scenarios one, one great one's a Mambu customer is um, in, in the Netherlands um, AB and Ambro, basically, you know, that they, 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 they took an executive, they stuck them in a WeWork and said, start from scratch and build out any semi-selling business. And so um, still within the banks, under the bank's framework, still using all the necessary um, regulatory requirements, but it was just about how they approached the project that they were going to do it completely differently. Yeah. And that was an incredibly successful story. So I brought in different engineers, brought in different ways of doing it. And they didn't change, all they did was change the way they serviced the customer. So it went from them taking four weeks to write an SME loan to be able to have it from application to full full approval in 15 minutes, Mm. fully digitized, um, take the humans out of the equation using technology. And the most interesting thing out of that was um, their bad debt went down. Because they were using technology, they were making better decisions. There wasn't lots of paper flying around and lots of different people. So I think 
banks that 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 are prepared to actually <clears throat> start small, look at a single use case or a single product that's very important to them and approach it completely differently. That can be a great success story. And then they can start to see that sort of merge back into the thinking and drive different behavior. And, and we're seeing that now. We, we have a number of um, large customers, large tier one customers around the world who are doing exactly that. Mm. So they're solving a particular problem. Or one, rather than trying to boil the ocean and basically become a digital, heavily digital organization overnight, they're doing what we call incremental transformation to start yeah. with a single use case and then build and build and build around that. And I think that's it de-risks it for the organization as well, rather than trying to have a big bang, massive change management issue, et cetera. You can do it through that that sort of mechanism. So I think, I, I think you know, the days of rip and replace are gone. We really do. We're not seeing many of those projects fly around anymore. Um, we're seeing a lot of what we call a dual core strategy. So an existing bank will basically put in an exchange core like a Mambu, um, solve a particular problem, launch new things off the, off the next generation platform, and they'll sort of throttle down the old platform over a period of time, de-risking and everything. I think gone are the days of these some of these ridiculous dollar values that you hear of some of these big banks and you know billion dollar projects to rip out their core. I think a lot of those days are gone. Yeah, no, I would agree. They're just way too risky for one thing. Yeah. So, so, Miles, this, is, uh, this has been great, uh, quite enlightening. Uh, sure appreciate you uh, joining us for our Digital Game Changer series. Uh, I'm looking forward to continuing to see what Mambu does in the market. Uh, it's always interesting to keep up with you guys. So really appreciate the time today. Yeah, th thanks for having me, Rick. And, you know, obviously, Taggart is a, is a partner of Mambu, and we, we, we always look forward to working together on opportunities and projects. Yeah, so sounds great, great. Great to talk to you.